What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Marriage Puzzle Podcast. My name's Thomas. I'm Julie. And in this episode in our series called 15 Lessons After 15 Years of Marriage, we're going to be uh, in Lesson 13, which is called Grow Together or Drift Apart. And so we're going to just dive right into this one. And, you know, what that basically means is that if uh, if you don't naturally or if you don't purposefully try to work on your marriage every day and work on bringing your relationship closer together, the world is naturally going to just try to drive space in between your relationship with your spouse. Yeah. And so uh, you have to try and put in the work to pull that relationship closer and closer every single day. Um, think of it like this analogy. Um, when you put a boat next to a dock, if you tie it up kind of loosely, the boat is naturally going to slowly pull away from the dock, you know, if the rope isn't tied tight. Um, so, you know, you kind of think of that as your relationship if with your spouse. If, if you're not purposefully pulling the rope in closer every day and tightening, tightening it up, then it's going to naturally slowly drift away, you know, just put a lot of space between you and your spouse. Um, so, you know, that's, that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. I mean, that's a great analogy. Simply put, if, if you're either growing closer together or you grow apart. So those are kind of the two options. And so in our 15 years of marriage, um, we've been there. We've had seasons where we're like more like roommates, you know, than just going through life together, but not, um, growing together. And so we felt that distance. And so that's where we put together just 10 really, really practical ways that we've found that help us continue continue to grow together. Um, and so we'll just try to tackle them quickly for you to, to learn and grow in your marriage as well. Yeah. So um, number one is uh, to go to bed together. Um, have some type of a bedtime routine. Um, we think this is really important because uh, that's a natural time that will give you that uh, physical time with your spouse. You know, if, if you feel like, you know, there's ever a point in time where uh, you're not having sex a lot then or as frequently as you'd like to, this might be an, a simple area to take a look at first and realize, well, if you're going to bed at hours apart every single night, you're naturally going to miss that. The other one does not want to be waiting exactly. <laughs> in bed for, for you. And if, if you have kids like we do, you know, um, there's so many excuses with either young kids or even older kids who might stay up longer than you. It's just put the kids to bed earlier than the time that you go to bed. So you might have changed your routine so you can stay up later to spend time with your spouse. Or it's totally okay if your kids go to their rooms and have their own bedtime routine before they go to sleep mm -hmm. to watch a movie or if they don't have devices in their room, play Legos or something to still read. have that. Yeah, exactly. Read a book, like have that bedtime routine for your whole family. Mm -hmm. So you know that then you're going to get time with your spouse um, and, and spend time together to grow together. Um, even just to talk together, if it's not just physical, just to have that, cultivate that time to, to go to bed um, together. Now, if I could speak to like even our marriage, I, I fall asleep <laughs> before Thomas does, but we try on most nights to go to our room at the mm -hmm. same time. 
Um, so we have time together and then, you know, he can watch a show on his phone or something while I fall asleep. If, if you have different, you know, natural tendencies like that, mm-hmm. but we, we, we're not apart when it comes to the, the day is closing. Yeah. And, and I mean, like think of that in terms of how we started this episode off, you know, doing that is going to reduce that physical distance between the two of you. Um, and you know, if, if, now, don't get me wrong. There are nights where Julie and I do go to bed at different times because, you know, she likes to have her bedtime routine, take a bath, relax, and things like that. I like to play video games. Um, and so, and neither of us likes doing the other thing. So, um, <laughs> we, <laughs> so we, uh, some, uh, occasionally we will split up and, and do those things, um, on our own. Um, but we kind of, we communicate that about, a, uh, about that ahead of time. It's okay to have that one-on-one time every so often, but if you're not careful, you know, we have found ourselves with, times where we're like, wow, we have not gone to the bed, gone to bed at the same time in weeks because we just kind of slipped out of that routine. So you do have to work at that and make sure that you make it a routine and stay in that routine. Um, Otherwise, you can fall out of it really quickly. Um, But yeah, I mean, like I said, it it will reduce that physical distance between you. Uh, Even if you're just laying next to each other in bed, like you said, if you fall asleep early and I'm just watching a show, we're still there together. Reading, watching a show. I've heard so many different routines, but just kind of being next to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, it's one of our points too is um, number two is sit next to each other whenever possible. <laughs> so that may not be in, in the bed, but you know, um, if you're watching a show on, on your couch, you're watching something, right. um, even if it's sports or whatever, you know, how many times do we just like spread out, um, you know, don't touch me, but just kind of sitting next to each other kind of can cultivate that relationship to be able to hold hands or, or put, you know, a hand on, a knee or a leg or something and, and, and have that physical touch. Um, something that we've even started doing that, I don't know if this throws off um, the waiter, but like at restaurants, you know, it's typically they sit you across from each other. Um, but sometimes we, we try to sit next to each other, even on a date, like eating out mm-hmm. like that, just, we can still talk, but it changes the mood from what you're normally doing in like a business lunch or dinner or something um or you know girls night out or whatever across from um from each other to sitting next to your spouse again just brings that connection um in a whole nother uh, level yeah you have that opportunity to hold hands or you know put a hand on a leg or put an arm around someone you know something like that uh while you're talking um you know if if you're eating you know maybe having arms around each other might be a little difficult but uh, you know you can pause during that part but um but yeah again that that physical barrier we're talking about the world putting physical barriers in you and you know not trying to put that on the person at the restaurant who's bringing you to your table but um that's just their natural way that they put out the menus and everyone kind of just falls into that place um but that table is a physical barrier between you um and your spouse and so it makes it harder to hold hands or or touch or anything like that so um so yeah that's a that's another one that's that's simple just sit next to each other um and uh, again you know there there may be times where it's okay to have a little bit of space but um and and we would also say we we were talking about this offline that 
when you sit across from each other, the intent is usually to have that conversation, that eye contact and that conversation. So, so there's nothing wrong with that, but you do eliminate more of the possibility for the physical touch um, in that aspect. So um, just try and change it up once or twice and, and move next to your spouse. And speaking of and eating at a restaurant, uh, number three is eat meals together. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you're going to do that at a restaurant, but, you know, what's your home life look like? Um, right. You know, if you're you're going to work and all that, that's fine. But um, so many families now in America with, with devices and distractions and different work schedules and stuff, they kind of come and go and um, they're probably eating the three meals a day, but are they just kind of eating whenever they want, eating wherever they want? And not sitting down at the same table with your spouse or your family to have a meal together will cause that drift of of growing apart. Right. We were literally just watching a movie about this with our kids tonight. And uh, uh, the, the dad got home and, you know, dinner was on the table. The mom and the son were eating dinner together. And uh, the dad got home and was like, hey, I, I've got a lot of work to do. I'm going to go eat in my bedroom. And as soon as he walked away, the kid said... Uh, can I go eat in my bedroom? And the mom was like, no, absolutely not. And so, you know, it can create a double standard for your kids if you're not making that time a priority as well. Um, and, and, you know, this this number, number three, kind of falls in line, uh, kind of blurs the line between marriage and, and family, but it, it's a good one for either side. So uh, even if you're just a married couple with no kids, Try and value that time together as much as you can. Uh, we understand there's obviously exceptions to any of these. You know, if you have different work schedules from each other, um, you know, uh, if, if you're uh, a nurse or a police officer or a firefighter, those those are kind of wonky schedules. And, you know, that, that can cause some issues with routines like this. But make it a priority as often as you can to be able to make this uh, make this happen, and that will carry through to when you have kids. Or if you have kids now and you haven't been making this a priority, just put your foot down and say, no, we're going to do this now and uh, make it a priority. And later in life, your kids will enjoy it. And, and you know, you'll, your family will be grateful for it. Um, and your spouse will be grateful for it because you'll be spending that time with them just as much as you are with the rest of the family too. hundred percent. And something fun too, if you can with, with your kids or if you don't have kids is to then even cook a meal together. So if you have the time, you, you're going to have to plan that out. But again, just spending time together to have practical ways to grow together instead of drifting apart. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, moving on to number four is um, texts or send love notes to each other. Um, we text each other all the time in today's day and age. And man, I sound so old saying today's <laughs> day and age. Um but uh, been texting for a while, but yeah. So you know, te- <laughs> we've moved away from the the AOL, you know, Messenger, IM, and I'm not like that, that old. I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but it's text like practical, like can you get milk or what are you doing or <laughs> this and that, like yeah, right? yeah. It, it kind of becomes base. yeah to do items and, and information exchange rather than um, emotion mm-hmm. exchange, um, and so. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I think that, you know, doing that, you know, changing changing it from just informational to making sure that, you know, when that thought comes in your head about your spouse, that you put it to the screen and you send that thought to them so they know the emotion that you're feeling about them even when you're apart. Um, and, you know, this is where 
love notes come into play too. You know, you don't have to have a fancy card or anything like you don't have to go spend seven stupid dollars on a Hallmark card. You can write something on a post-it note out of your desk on a napkin and put it in their lunch. Um, you know, write something on the mirror and uh, in your bathroom <laughs> or something so that when the steam shows up, it, it shows them the note. Um, you know, you can get creative with this kind of stuff um, and, and just make sure that emotion that you're feeling about them transfers over to them. The texts are so fun. Like just, you know, obviously... I hope you're sending I love you and things like that but just the even like I'm thinking of you or I appreciate that you did this thanks for filling up the car with gas or I'm looking forward to our bedtime routine tonight you know something that just communicates that you're you're thinking of them um when you're apart we'll just keep you growing together yeah and you know we uh, talked about um We've talked about on the podcast uh, the Intimately Us app, which um, they uh, created an app that uh, helps with, you know, your relationship intimacy. Um, They have a a sister app called uh, Just Between Us, which is essentially a texting app that just pairs you up directly with your spouse only, um, which is great because that makes it a little easier to send those uh, love notes and those sexy messages and things like that. Um, because you know, you know, it's, it's really cool because it, it actually pairs you up with them. You They have to sign up, get the code, do the whole thing and make sure it's only paired up to them. That way you're not accidentally sending those weird messages to your mom or something like that, you know, um, and and getting yourself into some awkward situations. Um, It's a completely different app, which is really cool. Um, You know, we we love that app. So uh, like I said, it's a a sister app of Intimately Us. So you can go check that out. And um, if you think that's something that could help you because you're just concerned about accidentally sending something to the wrong person, this will eliminate that. Um, So you can keep your informational stuff on your regular text messages and then move over to this app for those uh, emotional and fun text messages. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's another way to lean into your love languages, which is um, number five, learn each other's love language and then take action steps to, um, to love your spouse in that. And so if you don't know what we're talking about, we have the five love languages book on our website at marriagepuzzle.com. You can check that out. But um but we've talked about that in previous episodes. So um, learn your spouse's love language and then take action steps to that, even if it's through text or when you get home or or whatever um, and these other practical ways. You can really, really go um, really far and just, you know, simple, easy steps once you know their love language. Totally. I, I think that... Um you know, the, the, the words of affirmation, what we were just talking about, uh, that falls really easily into the texts and notes, um, that, that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the, the other four, uh, physical touch, acts of service, gifts, and quality time. I got them all right. Good I job. always forget one. I got them all. So, uh, you know, find, find what you find out what your spouse's is, um, and make sure that you, um, tap into that and try, try every day. If you need to set a reminder on your phone to say, you know, love language for Julie and, you know, something to well, not try. not for Julie, but. <laughs> not for Julie, yeah. Love that's, language. That's for me, but, um, but yeah, for insert spouse's name here. Um, and, and, you know, just make, that way it reminds you. And we understand you may not be able to hit that every day. And I think your spouse will even understand you may not be able to hit that every day. Nobody's perfect. Um, but, 
they will see that you're working on it and that you're trying to grow and you're trying to show them love that way. And that's going to mean more um, when you're trying to do that more frequently. So um, make sure you make sure you do that. Um, Next, number six, uh, have a weekly date night. Um, We've been harping on this a lot through these uh, 15 lessons, and this is huge. a lot of times people get hung up on the fact of date night. Well, now I've got to get a babysitter and there goes 40 bucks and 50 bucks. And, you know, then we got to go out to dinner and there goes another 60. And then, you know, if we're going to do something as well, like go to the movies, there's another 60, right? You know, um, and so uh, it doesn't have to be about that. You know, it doesn't have to be about the money. So don't let that hang you up, uh, hang you up on not doing this frequently. Get creative. We just said in number one to make sure you put the get the kids to bed a little bit early um, before you're ready to go to bed, you know, a couple of hours early. That leaves you plenty of time to watch a movie at home, have a dessert for yourselves. Our kids don't know this, but we have cookies every single night <laughs> when they're in bed. They don't get the des- same dessert that we get. And that's a special thing for us. Yeah. Um, but uh, we... We'll watch a show together that we like or watch a movie. Um, You can play a board game or a card game or anything and just make it a fun time. Yeah, I think people um, like overthink date nights Mm -hmm. and that's why we've been harping on it because us too going into 2021 I love that it was Thomas's goal like he brought to me that he um, you know had on his heart that we were gonna go out once a month and that sounded wonderful at the time and it was hard to plan what he's saying with the sitter and where we're going to go and everything what that was once a month and that's only 12 dates a year and so we changed that to a weekly date night which adds you know obviously to the math like 52 dates instead of 12 but um it's now as ironic as it sounds easier because it's the frequency of it Mm -hmm. and so sometimes we do yeah go out and and have a dinner and get the kids covered or even an overnight if they do a sleepover somewhere um uh but but when we're not able to do that, just even the the date night at home, just having that weekly rhythm, even if it's a different night of the week, like it can't be Friday night for you every week, plan that out when you're planning your monthly or your weekly calendar. So it's on the calendar and you guys know it's coming and what to expect and what you want to do. Um, and we're even going to put together a list of like things we want to do at date night. So when that comes up in the calendar, we're not like overthinking of it yeah thinking about it you could just look at the list and what are we going to do tonight and and have fun and keep growing together yeah to touch on something you said about my goal for this year um i just want to add one more detail it was to actually have one kid free date night Mm -hmm. every month um because you know when we first had kids we had twins and that's difficult when they're babies to try and have a babysitter come over and get two babies fed and at the same time and down and and things like that. And so, um, you know, that was trying to get a kid free date night in every month. Now our twins are seven years old now, but it's still hard to get them down to bed. But, um, (laughs) you know, so, uh, but having a kid free date night now, there can be, if you have young kids, I think that you can have a little bit of an exception here and say, you know what, it's, we, can still have some date nights where we take the kids with us. They're young enough where they won't really interfere too much with that time. You know, when your kids get to be a little older and they start talking more, they're going to interrupt your conversation. Um, when they're babies, you can kind of 
skirt around that kid-free section for a little while and and save a little money on the babysitting, um, but make sure that you still prioritize it uh, as often as you can. Paying for that babysitter shows your spouse that, look, I want to go spend time with just you. Um, I love our kids, I love our family, but I still want to spend that time with just you as often as we can fit it into the budget. And then when you can't, you still have that fallback to put the kids to bed early and devote that time together. And, you know, uh, you know, we mentioned in a recent episode, you could do something where you order the kids pizza and let them watch a movie in another room and you have a little candlelit dinner. You can order DoorDash steaks and, you know, <laughs> have your own dinner prepared for you somewhere else and just sit in a different room and, and make it fun, as, as fun as you can. Get creative. That's That's the most important thing we're trying to drive home on this one. Yeah, so we're saying have fun with that. Have fun uh, with date night. But number seven is also do the boring stuff together. (laughs) And so what we mean by that is um, it's not all glitz and glamour all the time. There's still life. There's still kids. There's still chores um, and errands that have to get done. Mm -hmm. And so stuff that this is one that we've learned through the 15 years of marriage, like, um, it's not as boring if we do them together and then it's time together. So it may not be a date night, but it's still quality time together. So the chores and that's one of those love languages, quality time, (laughs) which even if that's not your number one, like that's not my number one, but I still love quality time Mm -hmm. with, with you because that helps us grow together. Um, So the way we do chores in our home is we kind of have them almost equally split up, Mm -hmm. if you will. But there's still something about us doing them like at the same time. Right. That if I'm like drowning in laundry, but I know Thomas is out mowing the lawn at the same time, like mm-hmm. we're in it together. We're, we're tending to our home and our family at the same time. And it's just kind of more motivating if you can do that schedule wise. Or even um, errands like we've kind of called it like marriage Mondays. We have our work schedule where um, we can do that on Mondays and we take the kids to school and we can go get gas and Mm -hmm. go to you know sam's or costco and like what the stuff that we have to do um but we're doing it together and we have great talk time Mm -hmm. so again it's not a fancy date but we're still in the car we'll go sit in car line together and i know everyone's schedule is different but we've kind of devoted that day um to that and it's just fun um to look for to to still grow together even doing the boring stuff yeah and you know something i would add to that is you know, back to the chore side of things, you're right, we do have things pretty well split up, you know, and, and recently, you know, Julie said, if if I take care of the yard, she'll take care of the laundry, and that's great. <laughs> but when it rains on the day that I'm supposed to do the yard, that doesn't mean I get a free pass and I don't get to do anything. That's when I need to step up and I need to go help with the laundry so that, you know, she sees, that, you know, that's that's one of those acts of service. That's another love language. You know, get in there and help. Um, help her complete her stuff, her side that she's agreed to do um, and half the time so that she doesn't have to spend all that time doing that. And so, um, and now you're in the same room. You get more of that talk and quality time. So you're hitting two love languages at the same time. Um, and, uh, I I think that's a great one. So, um, moving on to number eight, find a hobby to do with your spouse. Um, and, um, when, when you're looking for a hobby to do, uh, it, it can be, tricky. Um, you know, like we said earlier, you know, I like to play video games. Julie is not really, you know, she's stuck on Nintendo <laughs> 64. Like, I have you different know. hobbies. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, you have to find something that you both enjoy. Um, and, and 
I honestly don't know if we've fully discovered that yet. It's something we're still working towards. Yeah, so I think that's why we try different things, you know, like top golf, putt-putt golf, or like, you know, um, walking around a bookstore and looking at books. Like, we're still trying to figure that out but we know like when we when we both start talking about something then we both get excited about it right so we're willing to try new things together um until we land on the, that specific hobby but i know people that play like tennis together and you know i don't know what other hobbies like, we're still discovering that but the you, a quick Google search right now, live. I mean, I can just list some off to you. Play cards, go rock climbing, volunteer, play chess, uh, try your hand at tie-dyeing, redecorate your living space. I mean, but find hobbies. a hobby. Yeah. yeah. The point is have fun together. And really even bigger than that is laugh together. Yeah. So can you laugh at something or at yourself or, you know, hopefully not at your spells, but laugh together yeah. um, helps, you, helps you grow. Because, I mean, think of this as like, um, you know, growing up, uh, you, you can grow in and out of friendships, but, um, high school, I had the best friendships. We were in the same stage of life. Um, not as many cares in the world. Um, and then beyond college, it was really, really hard to maintain those friendships. Um, and so I, I chalk it up to like, when we were playing sports together and, you know, studying together. And like I said, we had the same interests and hobbies. Mm -hmm. We were great friends. And then beyond college, just different stages of life, you naturally drift apart. So in your marriage, you don't want to be like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so that's why we came up with this of just, we're still trying to discover that, but we know it's important for us to keep growing um, together is we need to find something that we can have fun and laugh together. For sure. And if nothing else, if you, if it takes you a long time to find a hobby that you enjoy doing together, you're going to be making memories along the way with your spouse of all the things that you were like, man, that was stupid. Why did we try fill in the blank you know that we both that, hated that remember that like, one time that yeah. we did this like yeah. <laughs> that pulls you back together as you tell stories about yeah. each other exactly so um so yeah number nine number nine is never run out of things to talk about um so that's something again like when we were talking about texting you're probably talking and and communicate you think you're communicating but are you keeping the conversation going, right. not just the quick K, you know, do this, do that. Um, and so, you know, I, I just, we firmly believe like the minute was, we've been there. Um, the minute you stop talking, telling your spouse about even your day, you know, or how work was. Sometimes we're like, oh, they're not going to understand. They don't know who I work with. They don't understand what I do. The minute you stop talking about your day and your work your fears or anxiety or even a little success. You're like, well, I, I didn't get a bonus or anything like, but what was good about your day? Um, because the minute you stop talking about those things is the moment you start drifting apart. Right. And again, we, we've seen that when we just stopped. Uh, it was right when we had the twins really is what our, the point in our marriage that we started kind of drifting apart just because it got too uh, survival mode instead of the emotions mm -hmm. of how each other were feeling and how we could support each other and how our days were. Um, and so that's why we said never run out of things to talk about. You're going to have to figure out how to cultivate that communication in a deeper level. Yeah. And uh, something to add on to this one is it's not just about 
talking. It's about the listening side and yeah. showing interest in what your spouse enjoys. That's going to help keep that conversation going a little bit as well. Um, if you are showing interest, like, uh, for example, I like watching football and it's college football season, college football playoff season. And, you know, you asked me something about it the other day and I went on this tangent <laughs> and told you all about it. And the conversation ended with you being like, oh, I'm a little confused, but I that was, was okay. You fully <laughs> tuned in and engaged. I was trying so hard, but I did not understand. <laughs> but you engaged in something and let me just spout off about something that I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, showing your spouse the interest, giving, you know, in showing interest in something your spouse enjoys and giving them your full attention when they're telling you about it, just to see them kind of overflow with the joy of telling you about it. Um, even if you have no idea what they're talking about um, or, or something like that, that, that still is going to bring you closer together because they know you care. Yeah. I mean, something that was the wake up call and for us in this is, like I said, we started drifting apart when we had kids. And even though our kids are still young, we, we did have just like this aha moment of like do you do you want to look at each other when your kids are out of the house and say who are you right. like I, I don't want to you know have all this we we had seven years of marriage without kids and it was great <laughs> and then I don't want just the rest of it just to be roommates yeah. um and so we're still cultivating our relationship and our friendship and and so that's why we never want to run out of things to talk about so yeah. we can know each other deeper totally and number 10 last but not least um listen to podcasts like this awesome podcast you're listening to right now <laughs> Good job. um or uh or read a book together find something to do um and, and to keep, grow together <laughs> and keep learning about something new it doesn't yeah. have to always be about marriage it can be about some non-marriage related stuff um you know you could talk about politics or science or work or you know whatever a leadership book or a parenting book if you're in that just something together yeah. that was something that like um we always tell people to listen to this podcast together at least if you're doing it separate to digest the information and, and definitely talk about it together um but you both have to participate in that and then if it's a book um we we didn't do that for a long time in our marriage because we just have different reading both, styles yeah, yeah both of us don't even really love to read and then we have different reading styles like I like the paper book to see how far I have left and how far I've come and you like audiobooks mm -hmm. so we do it together we'll you know either read to each other from the paperback or listen to audio we just kind of had to like um do it at the same time mm -hmm. to to get through it and discuss it and um that has helped us grow together immensely. yeah and and it may be a topic that neither of you know anything about but kind of going and doing your own research and coming together that might be a fun hobby to kind of circle gonna, it back i was gonna say you and i probably need to find a book about a hobby and then <laughs> that's what we there need to go. do we'll go. learn from our own podcast but <laughs> our point is is relationships last not because they were destined to last. Relationships last because two people made a choice to keep it and they fought for it and they, they worked on it. And so, like I said, we've had to learn that and we want to continue to learn that. And we want that, that for you too. Um, so you can grow together instead of growing apart. Drifting apart. Yeah.
Grow together so you don't drift apart. There you go. Uh, thanks so much for joining us on this week's episode of the Marriage Puzzle Podcast. Just a reminder that new episodes release every week on Mondays. You can check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Marriage Puzzle. And uh, go check out our website, marriagepuzzle.com, to see uh, news and uh, to sign up for our, our email newsletter. Uh, and if this is your first time listening to us, thanks so much for checking us out. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this one. And um, as always, we look forward to you joining us next week where together we'll work on marriage one puzzle piece at a time. See you later. Bye.